the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And uh, glad you're joining us today. Today we're going to talk about standards. You know, I forgot who it was, some comedian said, I don't remember what his name was, but uh, any organization that would accept me, uh, I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> right? That that person is saying, the funny part is, listen, everybody has standards. And if that organization's standards so low that they would accept me, I don't know if I want to be a part of that group. See, it, oh, Groucho Marx, my producer just said, Groucho Marx, right? And he's being silly, but what he was talking about is a standard. And today we talk about it. Uh, we call it a litmus test. You know, how do you know if someone's truly a child of God? How do you know if someone's truly a Democrat? How do you know if someone's truly a Republican? How do you know if someone's MAGA? Or now, now nowadays they really want to scare you, mega MAGA. You know, we need that reverberating sound. Uh, you know, John, mega MAGA. <laughs> I mean, it's like your parents telling you, be careful, don't get out of bed at night, because under your bed there's a boogeyman, there's a monster under your bed. And if you get out of bed at night, that monster's going to grab your leg and pull you under the bed. That person would wet their bed every night, because they'd rather pee in their bed than get out because of what would take place. See, that's kind of what a standard does. A standard is something to compare ourselves to, to compare something else to. Uh, I like to use the term litmus test because that's really what we've come down to. It's a litmus test. A litmus test metaphorically is a set standard. It's a qualification that points to something else. It is a way to compare, compartmentalize, or categorize. Think about that. Because we distort, we delete, we generalize. You know, those are three natural filters that every single human being has. If you didn't have those filters, if those filters are broken, if those filters are turned off, you would have something called autism. Because there's so much information bombarding us all the time. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day, right? We have family of origin issues. We have confusion about what country we live in. What's the name of this country, this new country that the progressives and that Joe Biden have created? It sure ain't the America I grew up in. It sure ain't America, land of the free and home of the brave. That's not where we're at. See, we used to have a standard. That standard was uh, the Bible. That standard was a shining light on the hill. That standard. You see, if we don't have a standard, if we don't have a qualification... 
that points to something else, a way to compare, compartmentalize, or categorize, then how do we know? How do we know anything? How do we know if we're doing well? How do we know if we're doing poorly? How do we know if we had a good day? How do we know if yesterday was a bad day? How do we know if 2022 was successful or was not successful? Compared to what? See, when someone says as a salesperson, when you're selling something and then you give them the price and someone might say, well, that's expensive. And the next question is from you, leader, Socratic selling. You question people. Compared to what? Some of you drive around new cars, you get a new car every two or three years. But paying $2,500 to go to my leadership class to change your life, to save your marriage, to clean up family of origin issues, to become a better parent, and God knows our kids need that, to become a better spouse, and she knows or he knows that we need that, right? To be a better human being, to be a better follower of God, to be a better Muslim or better Jew or better Christian, to be better. And as a leader who is living a life of significance, we must know those existential questions, who we are, what to do, and where we're going. See, these existential questions require a standard. And if you don't have a standard, then you're confused. If you don't have a standard, you're just a squirrel waking up every night in order to get their nut. It's survival. It's the lowest form of living. Remember, there are three levels of living. Survival, you're just a squirrel working to get your nut. You're just a dog working to get your meal. You're just, don't you get it? That's what animals do. That's what they hold in, in the, the Matthew 5 through 7, the Sermon on the Mount. Worry not. Worry not. I mean, look at the birds of the sky. Look at the animals of the field. They're dressed, they're clothed, they're provided food. And don't you think your heavenly father will do at least that much for you? Because who is man that God would come down in the form of him and live a perfect life and be brutalized all for this creature called man? And if you go back to Genesis 9, I talked about this yesterday. If you didn't listen to yesterday's show, go to likeitmattersradio.com and listen to it. Listen to it. We talked about Genesis 9. After the flood, after the God destroyed the world, he was sickened by his creation called man just in six chapters of a book that has 1,200 chapters, 66 books, 40 authors, covering 1,500-year span, and actually, actually covering, per se, what it was written about thousands of years. Now here is Genesis 9. God destroyed the earth, saved eight people. They're in a boat for a year, floating around in the water. God pulls back the water, shuts down the under, uh, underground caverns or the water flow systems, the fountains, if you will. And then man lands back on earth. And God makes a new covenant with him. The Bible's full of covenants and agreements. And God says this, here's the covenant. Number one, uh, I'm never going to destroy the earth by flood again. Number two, uh, man's life will have an accounting. Let Read it. Man's life will have an accounting. In other words, you're going to be responsible for not only your life, but for any other life you take. Now, we can talk about physically, but parents, let me ask you this. We take lives and give lives by the way we raise our kids. Leaders, we take lives and we give lives by the way we lead our people. Leaders, do you hear it? 
It's about living and examine life. Socrates taught the need to live a life where all things are parsed for their meaning. A life lived on autopilot following the great mass of humanity takes most of life for granted. That's how most people do it. It's a life lived without reflection, without meditation, and consequently without much understanding. See, in that situation, life is reduced to a set of tasks to be completed. We call it the daily grind. We call it, I call it box checkers. And I'm going to tell all spouses this. Your spouse doesn't want to be a check box. Just because it's Saturday night at 7 o'clock doesn't mean you have to do, you know, the, the, the marital thingy. No one wants to be a check box. Your kids don't want to be a check box. Your employer doesn't want a check box employee. This is where 100% is called heart, body, and soul. And the problem is, because we have pain, because we've been disappointed, because we've been let down, because we've broken commitments, we got knocked on our butts, and a lot of us are staying down. And you know why? Because you don't have a standard. And it's only with a standard, something to compare it to. When you compare what you're doing to what you're supposed to be doing, ah, that's creative tension. When you compare how you're living your life, to how your standard says you should live your life. Ah, that's tension. And I want you to know that's good tension. What we need in our lives is some tension. You know why? Because our comfort zone, what so many people strive for, is a, is a, is a graveyard. Our marriages die in our comfort zone. Our passion for life dies in our comfort zone. Our passion for God dies in our comfort zone. Remember the church at Ephesus in the book of Revelation? When Jesus is talking to seven churches, he says, I have this one thing against you. You have forgotten your first love. Go back and do what you did at the beginning. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to ask you, what's your first love? What were you doing at the beginning when you knew your life had purpose, when you were living an examine life? That's what it's time to get back to. Today, we're talking about that standard. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. 
No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot, intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. The right to the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you're ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and today we are talking about a standard. We all need to have a standard. We all need to have a litmus test. Matter of fact, um, uh, those that know me know that I'm a child of God. And yesterday on yesterday's show, and that's called, uh, I think it's called Fresh Perspective. Highly recommend you listen to it. Uh, we talked about basically your perspective dictates everything. It's your frame. Uh, it's your map of reality. Uh, and there's really, you know, we want to separate people today. And the Republicans and the Democrats, the blue team and the red team, uh, all that, you know, the, the patriotic and the unpatriotic, you know, all that stuff. But really, there's only two classifications of people in life. They're redeemed and they're unredeemed. You see, this goes by my standard. See, in order to have a standard, you must first live and examine life. If you're not examining your life, if you're not learning for the value of your existence, if you're not working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today, then why would you live by a standard? Because the standard is, hey, I'm just a squirrel working to get my nut. The standard that we live in today in America, in Joe Biden's America, is basically if if you're conservative, if you're a white Christian, uh, if you're patriotic about what America has always been, uh, you're a threat. However, if you're woke, if you're LGBTQT or or gay, uh, if you're confused, uh, if you're a victim. Uh, if you want the government to protect you and to feed you and to nurse you and to bed you and to do all that for you. And then you have those people that want to be left alone. Do you see how we're basically getting into two camps? But this is how God's always intended it. In the Bible, God talks about that in the end days, he's going to separate the sheep and the goats. He's going to put the sheep on his right hand. On the right. <laughs> he's going to put the goats on his left hand. The left, you hear it? <laughs> Two groups. God didn't come to unify. God came to separate. Read it. 
the redeemed from the unredeemed, the saved from the unsaved, the humble from the proud. And so you got to realize that, you know, I, I love the concept that there are two types of people in the world. Because there really are. They're not 22 types. They're not 18 races. They're not 37 genders. There are two genders, male and female. There is one race called the human race. And there are two types of people. Now, if you want to call those races, that's fair. But the definition of race I'm using is those that are saved, redeemed, accepted the paid price, and those that are not redeemed, those that believe they are God, those that believe they're good enough for God, and those that believe that they can get there on their own or some rituals that they perform. But Ellen Wheeler Cox, one of my favorite poems, you've heard me share it before, says that there are two types of people on this earth today. But they're not the ones I said. Here's what she said. There are two kinds of people on earth today. Two kinds of people, no more, I say. Not the good or the bad, for it's well understood that the good are half bad and the bad are half good. Not the happy or sad, for in the swift flying years bring each man his laughter, each man his tears. Not the rich or the poor, for to count a man's wealth, you must know the state of his conscience and health. Not the humble and proud, for in life's busy span, who puts on vain airs, is not counted a man. No, the two kinds of people on earth I mean are the people who lift and the people who lean. Wherever you go, you'll find the world's masses are ever divided into these two classes. And strangely enough, you will find too, I mean, there is only one lifter to 20 who lean. In which class are you? Are you easing the load of the overtaxed lifters who toil down the road? Are you a leaner who lets others bear your portion of worry and labor and care? And the only way you can really answer that question is in an examined life. See, as reflection and contemplation wither, inevitably wonder, awe, and worship suffer as well. See, on one level, examining life for its meaning sets us apart from animals. Because animals also eat, sleep, uh, what do you call that? Well, let's use a nice word, mate, get food, build shelter. And yet animals do not look at the sky and wonder why. See, as a Christian, I believe that we live in an ordered universe that was designed and created by an intelligent being, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elohim, right? El Elyon, Elohim. We should live a life that's examined. Reminds me of a story. A, a little boy went into a, a drugstore. He reached for a soda carton, pulled it over to the telephone. He climbed on the carton so that he could reach the buttons on the phone. Remember the old days when you had phones where you could just sit in there on the wall and you'd step up to it and pull it off and just type in the numbers? And so this little boy did that, pulled up a carton, milk carton to stand up, got up on the phone, started dialing a number. While he was doing the store owner observed and listened in on the conversation. So the boy dialed somebody. And then uh, when the person answered, he said, uh, Lady, can you give me the job of cutting your lawn? 
and the woman on the other end was talking loud enough that the store owner could hear it. So the woman happened to be on the other end of the phone, and she said, uh, I already have someone to cut my lawn, son. So the boy responded, Lady, listen, I really want this job. I will cut your lawn for half the price of the person who cuts your lawn now. The voice on the end of the phone said, Well, I'm very satisfied with the person who's presently cutting my lawn. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stay with that person. The boy, now getting more uh, perseverance, said, You know, I'll even sweep your curb and your sidewalk so on Sunday you'll have the prettiest lawn in all of Palm Beach. That's how bad I want your business. And again, the man could hear the woman on the other side saying, Oh, that's so sweet of you, but no thank you. I'm very pleased with the person who's cut my lawn. With a smile on his face, the little boy hung up the phone. The store owner who was listening to all this was kind of a little bit confused. I mean, the boy looked a little bit happy. So he walked over to the boy and he said, Hey, he said to the boy, Son, I really like your attitude. Man, we should have more kids with an attitude like that. I like that positive spirits, spirit. Man, I'd love to offer you a job. With that, the boy started shaking his head. No, thank you. Then the store owner pleaded, but but you were just on the phone. I heard you pleading for a job. You were begging this lady to cut her lawn. I just offered you a job because undoubtedly you're a good employee. What, what's the deal? And the boy, with all the confidence he could muster and lived, he said, oh, thank you so much, sir, but uh, I'm not looking for a job. See, that lady, I'm the one who cuts her lawn. I was just checking my performance at the job I'd already have and already done. Isn't that amazing? It's called self-appraisal. I don't know who wrote that story. It's a pretty simple story. It's not needed to, to get a lot of credit, but it's a simple story. And stories are powerful. See, we go through life and we're unconscious. Remember, we are unconscious creatures. See, part of what I do is I teach you how you work. Remember, man is a three-part being. We have a body that's a machine. There are rules to the machine, just like your car. Trust me, if you don't change the oil, if you don't make sure the radiator has water, if you don't change the filters, if you don't keep the tires there, right, it breaks down. And so we got a body that we occupy. We're not that body, but it, it's our vehicle. The Bible calls it a tabernacle, a tent. But we have a mind that runs the body. The, mind, the, body, uh, the Bible is replete with scripture about the battles in the mind. To focus only on those things that are good and pure. To hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Romans 12, 2. Transform your thinking. Do not think like the people of this world. That's what it says. I paraphrased. But God tells you, you got to think differently. You can't think like people of this world. People of this world are just working to get through this world. The, the Bible calls them earth dwellers. They're just occupying space. They're just checking boxes. That is a gifted life. That that person is going to live it the way they want. Don't tell me what to do with my body. Don't tell me how to live my life. Don't tell me this. Don't tell me that. Right? See, that's not an, an examined life. And so today I'm asking the question, what is your standard? How do you know if you're on course or off course? Are you moving in the level of what you would deem as success? And have you defined success? See, you go up to 100 people and ask them uh, at a young age if they're going to be successful when they're older, and all of them will say yes. But I learned a long time ago, people don't plan to fail. It's never a plan to fail. 
but it's a failure to plan. And then though some of those that do plan never act. And so what happens is they stop planning because they get all their hopes up and get all excited. And then when they don't act and nothing happens, then they get depressed and they say, why do I ever dream? Because none of my dreams ever take place. You know why? Because you don't really believe it. Because if you really believed it, you would act differently. See, when you know who you are, then what to do is a lot different. And so today we're going to break down what is your standard? How do you know if you're doing good or bad? How do you know if this week was better or worse than last week? How do you know if your marriage is getting better or worse? How do you know if you're closer to God or further away? How do you know anything? Well, it's easy. You have a standard. You compare it to something. Maybe you take it in a laboratory called Live and create some litmus tests. What is that litmus test for you? Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're having you consider what is your standard. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business, and just overall it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that back over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. 
third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And this week is our first class of 2023. We'll have Team 241 in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, I'm not sure where we're at, but we're about 14 people, I think. It's a full class. It's been closed for a while. We've lost a couple. I think at one point we're at 17. I like to keep my classes small, 12 to 16 people. I've done classes as small as three. I don't know anybody else of my caliber, unless they're paying me $50,000 a person, uh, would conduct a two-and-a-half-day training for three people. But I have done it. Uh, I, God told me a long time ago, you don't focus on who's not here. Just like he doesn't. You focus on who is here. And that's a great lesson leadership. You know, in 31 years of doing this leadership training and interacting with somewhere around 15,000 people at a deep, intimate, personal level, uh, I learn a lot about people. And this is why I do this radio show. Now, the radio show comes from my leadership training at likeitmatters.net. Uh, and this radio show, I don't make any money off this. It costs me about three grand a month. Uh, it's counseling. It's I make myself available. People email me. People call me. Uh, you know, and it was an offshoot of the the uh, training. So uh, you know, uh, for those that went through my training, this radio show is a reinforcement. Continues the process. Those of you that might never go to my training, you don't have the courage, you don't have the the grit or the determination. Well, maybe you should then you know uh, give to where you're being fed. And, uh, man, we could sure use uh, your funds. Uh, so we do have a 501c3, so you get a tax-deductible donation. And you can go to likeitmatters.net slash and then nonprofit, nonprofit. So uh, we need your help because I believe that we're changing the world one person at a time. And you know what I'm doing? I think the biggest thing is I'm getting people awake. You know, it seems like the left always, uh, the Antichrist, always takes things of God and perverts them, twists them. You know, the rainbow was God's symbol uh, of a covenant. And look what the world has done with the symbol of the rainbow. We're called to awaken to the lies of the enemy, awaken uh, to the soft, slow slope uh, that's leading to hell, uh, leading away from God. And yet now the left used the term woke. And I've never seen such dead, numb, sleepy people as those who call themselves woke. See, we are unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. This is why if we don't get out of autopilot, we come to the end of our life and we wonder, did it matter one bit? You know, there's lots of bad feelings in this world. I deal in people's pain. But I got to tell you, I think the worst feeling in the world would be to come to your deathbed. And now you can't even go to the bathroom on your own. Someone has to change a diaper for you. You can't feed yourself. You can't get around on your own. Or maybe you get, come down with cancer or something like that. And you're going through a tough time. And you need everybody to take care of you. You know the worst feeling in the world? To know that you're getting ready to die. To know that you're getting ready to find out if there is a God. And then to shit all over yourself. 
That's okay, John. You don't need to censor that. I said the right word. To shut all over yourself. S-H-O-U-L-D. <laughs> yeah, my producer goes, ooh, thought I missed one there. No, it sounds like fecal matter. But a lot of people are shooting all over themselves. And it's one thing to do it when you're 10 years old or 20 years old or 30 years old and you think that you have another 40, 50, 60 years ahead of you. But planes crash and people die. Healthy people die all the time. 55 people in the last, like, eight months. Performers, athletes, uh, people on TV have died. Healthy people have died. Sudden adult death syndrome now. Uh, and it has nothing to do with anything that someone might have got injected in their arm. We all know that, right? It has absolutely nothing to do with that. I'm shaking my head. I'm winking at you. Absolutely nothing at all to do with that, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because we don't want to be censored. See, there's all this. People are just unconscious going through life. They just go home because that's where they get their mail, and that's where their bed is, and that's where someone feeds them. They go home. They eat. They do whatever they do. They go to bed. They get up the next day. They do what they do. They go home. They go to bed. They get up the next day. And then they come to the end of their life, and they wonder, where did my life go? What difference did I make? And to be lying on your deathbed, not being able to take care of yourself and should all over yourself is the worst feeling in the world. I should have done this. I should have done that. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. I should have been more present. I should have stopped smoking. I should have stopped drinking. I should have been more caring. I should have been at my daughter's wedding. I should have told my dad I was sorry. I should have. I should have. I should have. When are you going to quit shouldn't all over yourself? And start living your life like it matters. Your life has value. You are not a mistake. I don't care how much trauma you've been through. I don't care how much pain you've been through. Are you willing to use it to live a significant life? God trusts some people more than others. Pain creates a chasm for joy to fill up. You look at anybody great in the Bible that God used, and he always took him through a desert first, took him through a valley first. Whether you're talking about Moses or Joseph or how about this, Jesus incarnate. You know, the only one that we know that didn't go through a desert stage before appointed king was King Saul. And King Saul got the kingdom removed from him because a cushy lifestyle does not prepare you to be worked by in the hands of the living God. So you got to get conscious. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain uh, consciously. The rest is at the unconscious level. Matter of fact, there are four levels of learning in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Four levels of learning. So let's follow the flow of the four levels. So we start at stage one. Stage one is called unconscious incompetence. Our lives are as they are. The world is how we have understood it to be. And we have an image in our minds as to who we are and how we fit into the world picture. A self-image. At this stage, we do not know what we do not know. We are blissfully ignorant, unaware of how great we could actually be and how easily we can change our lives and our destiny by changing our thoughts, by changing our focus, by being fully present. See, then we move to stage two. Stage two of learning is called conscious incompetence. See, now you know that you don't know. We learn that we have our models of the world, our maps of reality, and that the way that we think and the way that we behave is habitual. 
However, we learn that we have a choice over what habits we have and what habits we keep. We learn that we're all able to change anything about us that we do not like. We learn that there are techniques and processes that will allow us to be excellent in whatever we choose to do. We learn all about this and we realize that we need to change now. We don't know how at this stage. But then we're ready for the next level. See, but level two is where we're becoming consciously incompetent. Really, level two, if you think about it, conscious incompetence is a stage of awareness. We learn how to change because we want to change. We learn change techniques, how we work, so we can change the things that are not working for us. We increase our speed and volume of learning when we learn how to assist other people who are also in similar situations. To use the same techniques, and then we go from the student to the teacher, which moves us into the stage of conscious competence. That's the third level of learning. Conscious competence. Now we know what we know. We're now becoming aware of, we, of what we are capable of doing. We become aware of being unaware. We learn how to use the processes and techniques to produce change and produce excellence in ourselves. And this is the key. This is where it goes to significance and in others. We understand we have to work hard at each technique at this stage. There's conscious effort and choice. Man, this is the level of conscious effort and choice. This is where the metal meets the, the road. This is where you, you, you apply it. This is where faith and works come together. We have confidence in producing excellence and being a good leader. We just need to focus, concentrate on doing the right things at the right time in order to find the correct techniques. Again, do you hear the standard? You don't know what's right unless you have something to compare it to. You don't know the correct techniques unless you know the incorrect techniques. You have to have something to compare it to. And by the way, this third level learning is the first stage where we actually feel we have choices over our behavior and over the lives that we lead. And this brings us into the final stage of learning, level four. And that's the level of unconscious competence. See, it's called mastery. This is the stage where you get to Carnegie Hall because you practice, practice, practice. See, all these techniques and patterns are now becoming habitual. You've all driven home before, after work or after school, whatever, after a long day. And mentally, you were somewhere else. But physically, your body was doing everything it was supposed to do. It was applying the gas and the brake at the appropriate times. It was using the blinker at the appropriate times. It was turning and merging at appropriate times. But mentally, you were thinking. You were imagining something that happened earlier today. You were thinking about it. Or you were imagining something that's going to happen tonight when you get home. Good, bad, right, wrong. Doesn't matter. And because we are sensory-based organisms, because uh, we learn and study and codify by how things look, sound, and feel, as we're thinking about it, we're reliving it. But while all this is going on, you got to get this. Our body is doing everything it's supposed to be doing. And there we go. We wind up at home. And all of a sudden we realize, whoa, 
I don't remember driving home, and here I am right in front of my house, right in my driveway. That's how a lot of people are living their life. And there's going to come a time in each and every one of our lives where we're going to be lying on our deathbed and asking ourselves this one question, did it matter one bit? Did it matter one bit that the God of the universe breathed life in this carbon-based life form? What difference did I make with the life I was given? That requires a standard. And after the break, we'll talk about that standard. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Save 700 gallons of water and 250 pounds of salt this year with a new wet technology water softener from Commerce Water. Get $400 for your old softener. Commerce will haul it away, too. Commerce.com. Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar, to finish what you started, As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, you know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership Adventure is about applying what you learned in Leadership Awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the Leadership Experience, Leadership Adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership Awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership Adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you are ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure, March 2nd through 4th and April 9th through 11th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and you are back. And today we're talking about standard. See, you got to have a standard for your life. And uh, my standard is the Word of God. I'm just going to be honest with you. 
Uh, now, please hear this. I'm a sinner. Uh, I fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 says everybody falls short of the glory of God. We all need the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The Pope, Mother Teresa, Mary, the Virgin Mother of Jesus, the fleshly Jesus, all are sinners in need of a Savior. Now, the good news is we got one. And so that's my standard. Uh, I always tell people that in the Bible, of the 40, uh, I'm sorry, 66 books, not one of them is labeled feelings. And of the 66 books, not one of them is labeled opinions. And so I always tell people they need to keep their feelings and opinions out of it. You got to have a standard. I remember uh, years ago, I uh, went to a church, really don't care for the guy, uh, Scott Oldenburg, I remember his name. He was a country bumpkin, leader of a pastor, basically a pastor of a small little church that my ex-wife used to work at. And uh, basically he led her to fight uh, for custody of my son and destroy my son's life. And so, again, you know, I see how people have problems with certain, quote, people who call themselves Christians. Uh, I get it. I get it. But you got to know, one thing I, he did one time I loved, he went up there with his Bible, uh, and he started reading something out loud, and he goes, you know, I don't like that. I don't think that applies to any rips the page out of the Bible. And people in the audience were like, gasp. <gasps> and then he flips through something where it says uh, uh, something about um, sex outside of marriage, and it's a sin. And you go, oh, that doesn't apply today. No one believes this anymore. And so he rips that page in half, just half it, and throws away. And people gasp. <gasps> And he's go, he looks at him and goes, what's wrong? You're, he goes, well, you're, you're tearing out pages of the Bible. And he goes, don't you do this too? Maybe not physically. But don't you decide what applies to you today and doesn't? Don't you play your own little God? Don't you become an Elohim? And say, well, my God, the God that I formed in my image, doesn't believe that sex outside of marriage is bad. We live in a different era. My God, who I designed, doesn't expect me to keep a child that I never wanted. I just had sex with some guy. I didn't mean to get pregnant, so just fix this little mistake. People do it all the time. Look at how many people go to church every Sunday, supposedly worship the God of that Bible, that voted for the Antichrist. The Democratic Party hates God. They mock God. They kick God out of the party. I'm not, I'm not being political. I'm being factual. You might vote and think it's political because it's how you vote. Well, that's between you and God, and there will be accountability. So you got to know who you are and why you're here. I got to tell you, while I was on break, uh, I uh, hit my phone. Somebody texted me and told me something on Facebook, and I went there. And this is what I just saw. And this was posted three hours ago. It said, uh, it's from this woman. Her name's Janae Michelle. And she said, every single morning I awake to a message from friend Scott V. Black on God's word. I do mean every morning. And he texts that word out to hundreds of people every morning. And it's technically thousands, but she doesn't know that. The dedication and honor I have for that is beyond measure. I wanted to personally and publicly thank him because it's something to see a man lead in faith. Want to read it? And then she put the link, wayofwarrior.blog. And then she put, he also has a radio show on Like It Matters that you can listen to from anywhere. It's rooted in faith and current events. Touched my heart. Uh, tears. And I, I responded like, thank you for those kind words of encouragement. And then my wife chimed in, over a thousand people get this text. It's incredible. 
He never misses a day, ever. He's been doing this for over 10 years. And people, why are you paying? I don't make any money. It takes me a couple hours sometimes. Because it's my standard. Because it's important for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. What you got to do is figure out, what's your standard? You don't have to have that standard as mine. But there's going to become an accountability. We're called to live and examine life. See, unless you examine your life, you'll never know if you're living good enough. Most people are living good enough. They're looking for a comfort zone. They're looking, looking for the path of least resistance. But the path of least resistance is not the one you want. God says there are two paths out there. God says there's a wide path that has very little resistance. He says it's fun. There are so many people. It is so crowded to get on that path. And he said there's this other path that is very lonely. That there are not a lot of people on it. There are not a lot of people that find it. And there are not a lot of people that are looking for it. He said, of those two paths, he said the easy one, the fun one, the unexamined one, that leads to death. But the tough one, the narrow one, the lonely one, the one that few seek and even fewer find, that one's hard. But find it. Because it leads to life everlasting. You know, I love good prose. I love the word. I'm an etymologist by trade, right? Study words. I'm a mythoclast by trade. I'm breaking old beliefs that aren't real myths. And one thing I do, anybody knows me, I hate good enough. Because so many people are living their life G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough for the woke. Good enough that I'm not thrown in Facebook jail. Good enough that I'm not excommunicated from the social church. Good enough. When is good enough no longer acceptable? You know when? When you have a standard. When you have a standard, it is reprehensible to accept good enough. Matter of fact, one of my favorite poems, uh, poets is Edgar Guest. It's simple. Keep it simple, soldier. He has a poem called Good Enough. He says, my son, beware of good enough. It isn't made of sterling stuff. It's something any man can do. It marks the many from the few. It has not merit to the eye. It's something any man can buy. Its name is but a sham and a bluff. For it is truly never good enough. With good enough, the shirkers stop in every factory and every shop. With good enough, the failures rest and lose to men who give their best. With good enough, the car breaks down and men fall short of high renown. My son, remember and be wise in good enough disaster lies with good enough have ships been wrecked the forward march of armies checked great buildings burned and fortunes lost nor can the world compute the cost in life and money it has paid because at good enough men have stayed
who stops at good enough shall find success has left them far, far behind. There is no good enough that short of what you can do and ought. The flaw which may escape the eye and temporarily get by shall weaken under the strain and wreck the ship or car or train. For this is true of men and stuff. Only the best is good enough. And ladies and gentlemen, when you have a standard, that's your focus. The best. Being the best version of yourself. And let's be honest. I mean, it's just you and me and the other million listeners. But let's have an intimate moment here. Doesn't your family deserve better than good enough? I mean, you give so much to them. You love them so much. Do you love them enough to stop settling for good enough? How about spouses? Your spouse deserves a better spouse. Not a new spouse. A you spouse. But a you spouse. That's a better spouse. Your kids. They deserve a better you. A better parent. This country. Sad. I'm in, I, I'm in mourning. I've lost my country. The country used to follow after my God. That was founded on principles found in the Bible. Even the founding fathers, the ones uh, that didn't believe in a personal God, they were deist. But they believed in God, the God of the Bible, who pressed the play button, started everything in motion. Ladies and gentlemen, good enough is something you'll leave in 2022. The year of 2023 will never sell for good enough. And how are you going to do that? You're going to have a standard. How are you going to create that standard? By going to likeitmatters.net, getting a class, and, and, not or, and, listen to this daily radio show. And tell your station, if you're in a city outside of Minneapolis, call your local radio station and say, listen, you need to hear Like It Matters Radio. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You can get a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price through this special limited-time offer. AM 1280 The Patriot is partnering with a local law firm that specializes in estate plans. If you don't have a will, the court will decide who gets your assets. This can be costly to your loved ones. You've heard the stories where even strong families are torn apart by the process. AM 1280 The Patriot's attorney partner is offering a full package of estate planning services for just $1,500, regularly $3,000. It includes wills, power of attorney, health care directives, guardian, and conservator documents. Call the station and we'll put you in touch with our attorney for a no-obligation conversation to make sure this is the right fit for you and your family. There are only a few of these half-off estate plan offers. Get your house in order today with a comprehensive estate plan for half the regular price. Call us at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. Ringing liberty. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.